Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Ooh, it's raining fire from the sky. Yes, it is. Ash and smoke. It's end times in California. The ground shakes and the sky burns. Right? <laughs> in, in the studio, studio, studio right now, there's no air filtration. So I'm actually risking my life to uh to do this podcast that's how much i care wow that's uh that's pretty heavy yeah well the 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 people demand it yeah i kind of feel like i know you're trying to play this up phil i kind of feel like this is your job yeah i mean it's my job you know i mean we're, we're all doing the podcast here i feel like you shouldn't get extra credit for you know unhealthy air quality here yeah i'm not asking for extra credit i'm asking for love we all have Oh, jobs. we have so much for that. We all have jobs in the podcast, Phil. You know, like Jordan writes the, the update, watch update, and the news, news, news. Uh, like Jean puts together it's the people that we interview. Gene. Gene. Yeah. You uh, handle the studio, studio, studio. You do most of the tech stuff. Uh, you upload it to the internet. Oh, you edit it. That's really important. And I... Uh, and I, you're the uh, handsome one. There we go. I'm the face. <laughs> so, it was really too bad that it became an audio podcast because that's what you were bringing to the table. Yeah. yeah. And then we went just straight audio. Yeah, this yeah, was many, way better when we had that contract with ESPN for the TV show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ma- many people have noted that, that they were sort of like, you know when they say a face for radio? I'm like the opposite of that. I'm like a voice for television. <laughs> there we go. Also, we- real quick... R.I.P. Toots Hibbard, a reggae legend who passed just last night. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know who Toots Hibbard is, but, you know. You do kind of, Phil. He's repeatedly appearing on the playlist I sent you. Uh, Ah, there we go. That Phil listens to all the time, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whenever me and Lucy are doing breakfast time. Yeah. I I scored with this one, Jordan. People actually do like the reggae playlist. (laughs) It's a sports comedy podcast, uh, and today on the show, we actually, this is a pretty big get because she's not, she's not given any, I believe, on-video interviews, but Laura Clark, the female line judge who got hit in the, the throat with a tennis yeah. ball from Djokovic when he was kind of, he got kind of angry and he just kind of swatted a ball off, it hit her square in the throat. Yeesh. She's yeah. going to be on the show today to, I guess, we're going to find out a little bit more about what went down and what she's experienced in that. Yeah, and she's, like you said, stayed out of the public eye. So she's coming to us first. She knows that this is the place to go when you need to clear the air. That's right. And we got a wide world of weird sports, Phil. You're goddamn right we do. And uh, top 10 best names in the Tour de France. But first, Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Unbranded batteries. If they have little white crust around the contacts, then it's because they're very old. Unbranded batteries. Johnny Manziel praises The Rock for buying the XFL, but says he's retired. Subheadline, in what may spell the end of the Johnny Manziel update, watch update, his zen quotes and mental stability are what we need right now. Yeah. (laughs) True, true. Guys, what if... What if the pandemic 
changes Johnny Manziel. Like we're I, we're like twelve years from President Johnny Manziel returning America to a state of unity and love. He's done a lot of work on himself, Joel. Yeah. The gray lady of our times, TMZ, caught up with Johnny Football where else but outside the Saddle Ranch in West Hollywood. Of course. Uh, the camera started rolling, and the uh, re- re- reporter asked Johnny <laughs> if he could record him as Johnny lit up a cigarette and said, no, I don't care at all. I'm retired, dude. He wow, then what asked, a laid-back vibe. Yeah. He, then, he then asked uh, about The Rock buying the XFL, and Johnny said, listen. Anything The Rock touches is going to be gold, as always. But I think football's a little bit behind me. I'm just trying to do other things in life that make me happy. That's it. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Mellowed out. I mean, I'm I'm simultaneously super feeling great for Johnny Manziel. You know, seems like he's figured some stuff out in his life. But I'm really worried for us in this segment. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the next thing he says. At the end of the day, you just have to have fun with what you do and what it is. And I didn't do it. And I mean, there's more to life than just ball. We'll see what the next phase is. That chapter's closed. On to the next. Oh, God. This huh. is wonderful slash horrible. <laughs> I know. It's just, he really seems to have it together here. Uh, this sounds like a man who's getting a second chance in life. Yeah, this is like a comedian after their fifth studio album when they mellow out and you're like, oh, I miss the old version of this comedian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're rich now and can af- you can afford a good health insurance. Yeah, this whole album is just about how hard it is to be rich. <laughs> yeah. uh, he made a point to say, you quote, never say never, and that he's still an athletic guy who still works out. But come on now. He's just doing the glam muscles. He's yeah. skipping leg day. Probably not working the lats as much as he should. I can uh, say, I recently watched uh, the Fast and the Furious movies, and you look at, like, The Rock and Vin Diesel side by side, and all I can think is, you know, The Rock's a former athlete, but Vin's in there just working the, the upper body stuff. Exactly. Just the glam muscles. Right? He's probably know? skipping leg, leg day periodically, is what I'm thinking. You know, uh, those aren't in the shot when they show him in a car. <laughs> Football was then pressed by the hard-hitting TMZ reporter who started asking the tough questions. He said, what if The Rock called you? Johnny gave the answer all of us would. Well, for The Rock, you'd do anything, right? Right. I mean, (laughs) with The Rock, anything is possible. But football for me is not the forefront of my mind. It's just about chilling and being one of the bros. There was then a pregnant pause as the reporter waited for Manziel to whip out his dick, or, at the very least, grab his crotch over his clothes. But that moment never came. Wow, Wow. new day. Oh, good slash no! (laughs) But if you thought Johnny Manziel lost his sense of humor, you'd be incorrect, because lastly, the reporter asked about Texas A&M leading the SEC in coronavirus. Manziel countered with, what's coronavirus? Oof. In an exquisite deadpan. It was a perfect deadpan. If you watch the video, it is phenomenal. (laughs) Wait a second. He's not allowed to also have comic timing. Yeah. Oh, he nailed it. And then he said, dude, I do worse things on the weekend. COVID doesn't want to see me at the end of the day. Whoa. (laughs) We're not locked in here with COVID. COVID is locked in here with us, huh? Mm. 
however, then things got serious uh, as Manziel uh, put his uh, hands on both shoulders of the reporter and said, I think it was Shanty Deva who said, where would I find enough leather to cover the entire surface of the earth? But with leather soles beneath my feet, it's as if the whole world has already been covered. Oh, wow. Johnny wow. Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Unbranded batteries. They come free inside of dropship toys that come broken in the mail. Unbranded batteries. The Tour de France. Update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Is a French cheese. If you want to get the best of cheese, is a French cheese. Wait a okay. second. We did. Did we agree to this, Jordan? No, I, I did not. But I'll tell you what. I I want to get the content info from that uh, French cheese vendor. Yeah, I'm yeah. really interested in that. I have no interest in a Tour de France segment. I don't even know what that sound effect was at the beginning. It Those, bothered me. Yeah, it sounded like uh, were, mosquitoes. They were bikes whizzing by. It sounded oh. like a bee or mosquito. I am. I was not. I was thought we'd do something else here that wasn't actually Tour de France yeah. related at all. This we doesn't talk, please me. We talked about this in the production meeting. Phil and I no, don't come to the we, production meetings, Joel. <laughs> well, don't worry, guys, because today's a fun one. We're doing the top ten names on this year's Tour de France. So is this who finished first, who finished second, who finished third, who finished fourth, and so on? No, no, no. This is just the 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 names that are the most fun. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. like the the best. Literally going. No, no, there's no information beyond just the sound of their name. Absolutely, and I will. Uh, a couple of them. I'll. I'll. We'll do a fun game. Well, I'll ask you guys to try and spell it, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> okay, that sounds fun. Being told why I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, okay, right? Maybe we just skip to that part. <laughs> uh, okay, name number one, and this one is going to be Phil's favorite. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're doing one to ten, or you're doing ten to one? What's going on here? Okay, uh, yeah, let's do ten to one. Can you okay. come prepared with your Tour de France segments, Joel? Yeah, you got to do it like Letterman. Ah. I, didn't, I didn't think of it as a ranking, but okay, ten to one. Uh, first one, not nearly as fun as the others in many ways, but it's going to be Phil's favorite. Are you ready for this? Yep. Jack Bauer. Ooh, J-A-C-K-B-A-U-E-R. Yeah. And we're sure it's I, not J-A-C-Q-U-E-S Bauer? Jacques, Jacques Bauer? Bauer? No. Incorrect. It's hey, just you like are the in guy. the CTU, Jacques yeah, exactly. Bauer. <laughs> hey, I need to use your payphone. Oh, hold on, buddy. I, I'm using it right now. Punch to the face. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, no time. So uh, it fits, though, because cycling is a lot like torture. It is to watch <laughs> yeah. and to do. Uh, this this next one, uh, it's it's I think it's especially great because of how short it is. Guy Niv. Uh, what was the last name? Niv. Niv. Guy Niv. Yeah. So G U Y space N I V. That is correct. <laughs> Point six letters. Uh, he could put his whole name on the back of his jersey if he wanted to. Absolutely. I just love any uh, letter uh, names. When you have under a seven letter name, it's hard for me not to notice. I think that's great. 
<laughs> it's hard for you not to notice a name in total is under seven letters. Yeah. That's, well, first and last. What, a, could, what an interesting look into what things you notice. Yeah. You could have an <laughs> epic novel of a middle name, but when it's just those two, you know. Okay. Uh, this next one, though, definitely not seven letters. Tibopino. Can you say it not with an accent so that we know what it is? Uh, yeah. Tebow Pino. Tebow Pino. I'm going to guess Pino is spelled like the wine. You are correct. All right. Why don't you and go, the... why don't you guys try and go letter by letter and I'll, I'll give you the buzzer when you've had an incorrect letter. T. Correct. E. Uh, I. I. Uh, Pass. E. Physical challenge. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah. Yes. T H I B A U T. Oh, Tebow. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. I when missed did it. This with stop direction. being a sports comedy podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's let's not do any more of the spelling. Yeah. That's okay. uh, that's really boring. All right. I'll just I'll spell the ones that are fun. Tej Benut. Tej Benut. Tej Benut. Tej Benut. All right. That is Tej spelled T I E S J. T I E. I like. I like. That feels like an insult in Europe. Tej Benut. Tej Benut. Tej Benut. After this one, not fun for spelling, but just for saying, Sonny Cobrelli. Hey, Sonny Cobrelli. He's coming with his bicycle. Sonny's always on his bicycle. Right? Hey, where you going with the gabagool? Ah, making a pasta sauce. Ah, prosciutto. Ah, mortadelle. Next up, we have Nairo Quintana. Ooh, I like right? that. Not, and that that's not a sounds funny. That's a cool name. Like, yeah, yeah. he no, sounds like a comic book hero. That guy sounds like a badass, right? And after that, his uh, Colombian countryman. Winner Anaconda. What? Winner Anaconda? Winner Anaconda. So spelled like Anaconda without the D, hmm. but okay. his first name is Winner. Well. Oh, I like that. Made to be that, an athlete. That also feels like uh, his name is in like uh, like a, a really uh, an encouraging chicken soup for the soul story. Absolutely. Like an, an apocryphal tale about a family who named a child Winner who was never yeah. that special. But then when he died, they looked at his gravestone and they said, he really was a winner. Right. <laughs> Next up is Tom Scoines. Tom Scoines. Scoines is spelled S-K-U-J-I-N-S. That sounds like the onomatopoeia of what he says, you know, when he's been on his bike all day and he's getting off. <laughs> Scoines! Scoines! <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, and next up, and this is one of my favorites, Bauka Malama. Bauka Malama. Bauka. That is Bauka spelled B-A-U-K-E. I don't know what country Bauka. does that, but yeah, he's a Belka boy. Hey, a Belka <laughs> boy. Where you go with the prosciutto? Hey, Bauka. It's a tomato sauce. <laughs> And finally, you're number one. Tadej Pojakar. Tadej Pojakar. 
Tadej, T-A-D-E-J. That's cool. Tadej. Tadej. Bogigar. His name is the transition in, uh, in, uh, oh, what's the show? Law and Order. Tadej. Tadej. And this has been another fizz. Tour de France update watch update brought to you by Defense Cheese. If you want to make macaroni and cheese, you go to America. If you want to have just cheese, cheese, you go to France. Joining us now on the podcast is female line judge from the U.S. Open, Laura Clark. Hey, Laura. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hello. Oh, it's good. Hello, guys. It's nice to meet you, Laura. How are you? I'm so happy to be on the podcast. Oh, wow. So happy to have you. I'm, I'm yeah. Especially after the devastating blow to the neck, I oh. would think that you would uh, be out of the limelight a bit. What an episode. And buy a tennis ball. Right. And I, honestly, I'm, I'm thrilled that your voice seems fine because I would worry that you get, you know, jacked in the neck with a ball that maybe, you know, your voice is a little iffy. Yeah, it sounds well. beautiful. I do got to tell you that I have, uh, I've been jacked in the neck by a variety of different pieces of sporting equipment. Uh, Wait, so what? while this is the highest profile <laughs> incident, what kind of a person are you, Laura, that that happens to you frequently? Yeah, that's, that's a weird thing to come out of your mouth. Right? You <laughs> know, I, I just don't know, uh, you know, whether it's a, a, a football or a billiard ball or a you know, a billiard a ball? Billiard or ball? A, billiard balls are hopping off the pool table and onto stay your neck? on the table unless you're doing like a trick shot. Really? I think a roller skate was the worst, but... Roller skate? Better than an ice skate. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, though. Uh, but, but yeah, it does seem to happen. So I'll say this. While this is the highest profile incident, I have suffered worse injuries from these incidents in the past. Wow. Well, what, like, what happened when you got some of these bad injuries then? Because this one kind of... <laughs> were you in the I, hospital? Were I'll you... be honest. I don't much remember. Usually I'm just sort of out there doing my, my job, just sort of has minding my own business. Wait, this happens as out. a line judge? You get hit in the neck with a roller skate? Well, as a line judge, and then also I, I like to comment on a lot of sports that I see while I'm watching them. I see. So, like, you're watching roller derby... Uh, you're sitting in the front row. The skate flies off someone's foot. Hits yeah. you in the neck as you're commenting. You know, it just, it seems like it happens a lot. And the person who does it is always like, oh, it's an accident. And I'm like, then why does it keep happening to me? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The life feels like that sometimes, doesn't it? Tell you what, <laughs> why don't I walk you guys through what happened with, with uh, Mr. Djokovic. Okay. Uh, and uh, and we'll we'll go ahead and see... If you can figure out what happened. Okay. Uh, so the first thing is there's there's nobody there right now. So it's a little eerie with the silence, you know? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to stop you right there, uh, Ms. Clark. Uh, tennis matches are normally very silent even when sold out. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? I guess. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah. But still, you feel you feel the lack of people, you know? Yeah, well, I guess that makes this next part a little odd, but I sort of felt like, hey, this is a time that I can actually have some sort of interplay with the players. And that's something I felt like was missing before. 
You know, like you couldn't really have a conversation with them because there were all those people looking at you. But sure. now I was like, hey, you know, I'm both fan and line judge in this scenario. Do you sure. think that falls within your, your purview as a judge, though? Should you be trying to have a conversation with the players during match play? Yeah, and I'll be honest, the other the other line judges took your position on it, Jordan. <laughs> so So yeah, there is that. But uh but yeah, so obviously uh Djokovic is getting ready to play, and it should be a pretty easy win for him, because he's he's Novak Djokovic, and the other guy was well not needing Novak Djokovic, and he's getting ready for his first serve. And he tosses the ball up in the air, and I go, All right, Djokovic! Way to go! Oh, so that's huh. some, like, positive cheering. Yeah! In the middle I of a game. But maybe at the wrong time. Yeah, he kind of spazzed out and missed the ball. Well, and of course, he... if somebody yells right as you're about to hit, that's uh, distracting. Yeah. So he, he turned around, and he really sort of glowered at me for a minute. And that's when it occurred to me, you know what? He's probably saying to me, yeah, we're missing the fans who are nice, but we're also missing the fans who say other things. So the next time he's getting ready to serve, that's he way, that, it up That's in how the you air. interpreted his glower? That you should do the same thing, but meaner? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're all here to help each other. I don't think that's a lot of help. I think that was a poor uh, answer to come to from that question that he. Well, I thought sent it would with. motivate him. You know, I'm just oh. trying to be supportive. Yeah, you got a point there. She's got a point there, Phil. Sure. So the next time he's lighting up to serve, I'm like, "Hey, Croatia's full of idiots and uh, and stupid people who have sex with their cousins." Whoa. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure that we were really getting to it and. I gotta tell you, he didn't like that. I don't. No. I can imagine why he wouldn't like that. Right. You 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 slurred his home country there. That's that's not very polite. That's not very tennis like. Yeah, but it, it seemed very sport like. So that gave me another glower, and uh, so then I was like, "Hey, is it Djokovic or Djokovic?" I'm oh, not that's sure a good which, one. Based on the way you're playing, that's I a very really, good I, one. I, li I like that one. In terms but of your trash talk, that's been the also best one. Also, not very professional from a line judge who's supposed to be there to, you know, be an impartial judge about where the ball lands, not well, somebody right, but, actively <laughs> distracting the players. But she's filling in the role of the fans. I feel like she already explained this, Phil. She's kind of trying to emulate the real U.S. Open experience. Yeah, not your job. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> But Phil, before before any play begins, you know, like once things started, yeah, I really took the heckling down to like a two or a three to focus on the balls and where they landed. Sure. Good, good. So that's when I said, hey, your wife, Jelena, looks like you keep whacking her in the face with that tennis racket of yours. When, when does this end in your mind? When does this turn the corner and he's like, oh, now this is helpful? <laughs> you basically just said his wife has a waffle time. face. Right. Yeah. And so, and I will say that that was the one where it was during a point and right after that point, you know, he got really frustrated about losing the point and he whacked the ball 
and it went directly into my neck, which, you know, what? What a strange happenstance, you know, that I'm sure he was just venting frustration and he didn't mean to hit me at all, you know, but that- You know, I thought that going into this interview, but now I think that it might have been a, a, with a little bit more intent than that. Oh, no, I'm sure Mr. Djokovic is a real nice guy. Uh, I'm sure be, he is. We'll- yeah. You kind of maybe got in his bad side. Oh, Wait, do you think he might have done it intentionally? Yep, I. that's exactly what I think. That's it. <laughs> oh, no. And wait, but the other people who struck me in the throat with sporting equipment, they weren't doing it intentionally, were I, they? I think they probably were, based on the way your mind works that we've learned that, about. <laughs> I think everybody... That nice lady who was doing roller derby? The the guy, the nice man who was playing that game of pool for $1,000? Oh no! These, yeah, that you definitely got that on were, purpose. Oh dear! Oh jeez! Oh yeah. jeepers! No, they hate you. Yeah. Uh, Laura, is there? Do you think you have any behavioral changes you might make based on uh, learning this information? Oh boy! Well, I gotta be honest. This is something of a blow. Right to the I'm, neck. Well, kind of. Uh, actually, this is much worse than a blow to the neck. I'm very familiar with blows to the neck. But this yeah. is a blow to the heart. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like 54. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I've been at this for a while. The first time someone struck me in the neck with a piece of sporting equipment, I was seven. I just want you to know, uh, it's never too late to change. Right. Right, that's the important part. Oh, sure, but this is such an important part of my self-expression. I just never put the two and two together. Hey, if you like that neck of yours, maybe you'll think about making some changes. I do like Boy, that that sounds like mine. a threat, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, can I can I take this knife? Oh, no, that's uh, that's does not go to necks. Nope. Are you sure? Yeah, that's ours. We need it for cutting our French cheese. Okay. Thank you, Laura Clark. Appreciate your time today. Yeah. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world weird sports. Time for the last wide world weird sports. Wide world weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world weird sports: Wildcats. Ooh. Ah. Lots of teams with that as the mascot. <laughs> right, but this Wildcats is a 1986 American sports comedy film. Directed by Michael Ritchie and starring Goldie Hawn, James Keach, mm. and Swoozie Kurtz. Any relation to Gee Ritchie? Gee Ritchie? Uh, oh, uh, the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. This is American. Uh, it's also the film debut of both Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. In the oh. same movie? Yeah. So the movie so must wait. be great. Bring, bring. Hello, Library of Congress. We got one for you. Right, exactly. Is this where they met prior to the making of White Men Can't Jump? Uh, This is probably where they met. This is probably the first time just a couple actors in Hollywood trying to make a go, you know? Grabbing sandwiches from craft service and sneaking them home for dinner. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk a bit about the plot. Molly McGrath is the daughter of a famed football coach who's dying to head her own team. 
When her wish is finally granted, Molly leaves her job coaching girls track at an affluent high school called Prescott High School to take over a football team at an inner city Chicago uh, high school, Central High School, the kind of place where guard dogs are needed to patrol the campus. This, that's what, and that's what the information there says? Yep. That's not you editorializing? Okay. Yep, that's what the information says. Okay. I feel like it's like back of the VHS kind of uh, summary. Yeah. Hang on, let's see if, uh, well, you said 1989, right? 1986. Yeah, that's a very 1986 plot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Uh, at first, the new coach's idealism and optimism are suffocated with racial and gender prejudice, mm. but eventually, due to her overriding spirit, begins to whip her unruly team into shape. Isn't, isn't that always how racial animosity goes? Right, exactly. You need that overriding spirit. If you don't yeah. have the overriding spirit, it's not going to work out for you. Yep, you just I mean, need to teach the... everybody that, that you, you're undeniable as their leader. All you need to solve racism is one enthusiastic white person. Yep, pluck. That's what it's all about is yeah. pluck. Ah, uh, a little bit of gumption maybe. Yeah, a little gumption. Uh, at the same time, she must also struggle to win a battle for custody of her two young daughters. Oh, wow. Ooh, yeah. I feel like I needed that information up top. Yep. Yeah, now I'm feeling bad about some of the jokes. <laughs> yeah. But the real test for Molly comes when her Central High team faces Prescott in the city championship. Whoa. Her old school. For all the marbles. Yeah, so all her friends are probably like, uh. uh." And her her old team's running around the track while the football game's going on in the middle and they're heckling her. Exactly, going, traitor. You were supposed to be our coach. This is the main through line of, I think, season four of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds right. Uh, also, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Jan Hooks plays Stephanie Needham in this. Uh, so she's got a role. <laughs> and also, LL Cool J is rapper. Is that how you <laughs> pronounce Jan Cooks? Jan Cooks, yep. Or Jan Hooks, sorry. Jan Hooks. Okay, I thought it'd be Jan Hooks. Jan Hooks. Uh, they also have Nipsey Russell as Principal Ben Edwards. Wait, like the rapper Nipsey Russell? Nip- no, you're thinking Nipsey of Nipsey Hussle. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a bit about the reception of this movie. Uh, the film currently holds a score of 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, okay. Roger uh, Ebert. What's the average score for movies on Rotten Tomatoes so that I can put it in context? Like 50, no 60. It's probably a little high. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is bad. This is bad. This is really bad. Okay. Uh, Roger Ebert gave the film 1.5 stars out of four and wrote, The filmmakers, the producers, and Han herself b- bought the premise instead of looking for the plot. Ooh. Yeah, mm. the problem with the movie is that they already started with a character description instead of a story. That's <laughs> <laughs> true of so many movies. The fact that Han plays a boys football coach is not in itself interesting. Her relationship with the team would have been interesting if they developed one. <laughs> so it? we know what Eber, or what Ebert thought. What about Siskel? One star out of four, calling it a pathetic sports comedy that represented another attempt to duplicate the success of Han's genuinely funny monster hit, Private Benjamin. (laughs) I still haven't seen Private Benjamin. Oh, it's good. You should watch it. 
Uh, Jane Maslin of the New York Times wrote of, uh, of Han that the film isn't truly a waste of her talents, but neither does it give her a chance to do much more than to repeat some familiar tricks. Oh, wow. Familiar tricks? Yeah. But you got to keep in mind there's a, like a severe liberal bias in the New York Times. So that you, you got to assume that this is actually a brilliant film written yeah. by Donald Trump. Well, Goldie Hawn in the 80s did so many movies that was like her as somebody who was like prim and proper, who was then put in an impossibly grungy situation, you know? Yeah. Oh, like, that's what honest, Saving I've... Private Benjamin was. That's what Overboard was. That's what, you know, all the Kurt Russell stuff was that. So, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, like screwball comedies a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like ones where the whole premise is like she wants to carry her expensive handbag, but then she falls in mud, you know? <laughs> and he's like, that's why you you only take a knife and a piece of jerky. Wait, exactly. slow down, guys. I need to write this down. Right. Does she anyone the- know who Goldie Hawn's agent is? Uh, Probably CAA. They've got everyone, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Variety wrote of Han that she'd now been reduced to a type. The adorable but goofy independent woman. That's like what you said, Phil, but in far fewer words. Yep, that's why they're a writer and I'm a Phil. And that brings it into another wide world of a weird sports! All the white savior narratives in film were starting even in the 80s and they still continue to this day. Podcast Town. This brings to a close on the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back female line judge who got hit in the neck with an errant tennis ball from Djokovic, Laura Clark, to give you our contact information. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I'm not on the social medias as much. Sure. But uh, but apparently you can go to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. Yeah. Yep, you can. Uh, and hey, Phil. Yeah. I think your 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 baby's extra stupid. Why would you say that? Okay, and uh, I no am reason. on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. Oh, hey, Jordan. You feel uh, like yeah, what's getting that? another writing job anytime soon? Hey. What's, why would you? There's no point to this. And, of course, you can go to anchor.fm if you want to find our back episodes. It's anchor.fm slash the sports the number three podcast. So those are all kind of the same with a different beginning. So you can get used to that. And, uh, hey, hey, Laura, like kind of like how Joel's an anchor on Phil and me. I gotta say that Joel might be the the smartest guy in the podcast. Oh, that's it. I'm going to throw this microphone right at your neck. Uh. Every time. Yep. Thank you. Thank I'll you. call that an accident. Hey guys. Joel. Joel. We ought to have her back. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.